my name is Joe Ballinger. Uh, I'm a bodybuilder. I'm an online fitness coach. Um, and I'm someone that just takes uh, pride in what I do in terms of coaching other mainly male guys to get into shape. Um, done you know, some work on and off of Mark over the years with different things. Uh, obviously, I'm sponsored by Train by JP Nutrition uh, and clothing as well. So obviously affiliate, affiliate with all the guys over there. And um, yeah, I, uh, I love fitness. I love bodybuilding. Obviously, a competitive bodybuilder striving to get my pro card came so close over the past yeah. couple of years. But uh, we keep moving. I've had a little bit of time a couple of months away earlier on this year to kind of like recalibrate myself. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Um, mm. But yeah, here we are. This is, this is me. And um, I appreciate you having me on the, on the call. Yeah, awesome. What? So in the beginning, what made you even get into bodybuilding in the first place? Like how old were you? Why? How did it happen? Um, I was actually... I was around about 20, 21, and um, for context, I'm 32 now, so I've been doing it for a little while in terms of uh, bodybuilding. And um, when I was younger, a little bit before that, I used to play, well, I was playing rugby, playing rugby at a semi-professional okay. level. And um, what I did from there, as I started doing that, I also started competing in powerlifting. I became a British European and world powerlifting champion back when I was 19, 20, um, which, was, uh, which was a good feat of mine at the time. And I, that got me into kind of really properly lifting heavy weights. I was always lifting weights before that, but with no real structure. It was kind of like I was young, I was teaching myself. And I kind of like those years, you know, when you're kind of, you're, you're teaching yourself. And we didn't have access to obviously social media or anything back then. It was, I say back then as if it was a, it was quite a long time ago, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I didn't have access to social media or anything. So it was kind of like, do what the big guy in the gym says. Um, that yeah. kind of funny analogy, but it's actually what we used to do. Uh, and then at 21, I did... Um, I started kind of going to a bit more of a, a shall we say serious bodybuilder gym and so getting into a little bit more discovered that you know I started to grow quite quickly um I wouldn't say I have like the best genetics in the world or anything like that I definitely don't but I seem to react quite well to sort of different training stimuluses and pushing myself a little bit harder in the gym and then um at 24 I did my first show which I won which was great back in the days of uh, Miami Pro <laughs> good, so that was good times um, and then from there, I think winning that show, I had no idea going into it what it would entail. Um, I think winning that show and the feeling that I had, the elation of being on stage, I just loved the feeling of it. And I was like, I'm going to do this again. So I actually competed the next week, won another show. <laughs> and, then, uh, had, yeah, and then I had a little bit of time off and, and kind of just started going from there. And I did that first one. Uh, I did actually have a coach for it. And then that was kind of like, oh, sorry, someone's ringing me. That's not idea. It's a bit of that. <laughs> Some, someone rang me, came through, came through on my phone and the screen. Uh, apologies. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was from there I started obviously competing at 24 and then I've competed every single year since then. Uh, and obviously we're now in 2022. So there's not been a year that I've not competed in over those past yeah. um, eight years or so now competing. Uh, and I, I'd like to think I've done pretty well. I've, I've always come, I've always come in the top five in every single show I've done. I've done over 30 shows apart from two shows which was in 2020 which was my worst year of competing so far as you know it was the covid year um yeah but, you know, it's we, we take the wins with the losses win the w's with the l's um and yeah but no i love the sport i love what it brings me in terms of like you know the sacrifice the dedication it's built me kind of who i am internally within my brain my ability to work hard and, and push myself towards those things that i want to achieve for sure i had no idea you did so many i knew you did a lot of competitions but that is an insane amount like how yeah how, where do you get that resilience from to just <clears throat> keep, keep, I know people that have done one comp prep and they would never do it ever again. Because it, just, <laughs> it, it, it like broke. Um, so how, how do you do it? Well, I think 
initially in my career as well, before I started um, getting onto kind of bigger stages, um, I just used to I used to enjoy the enjoy the prep. Like, obviously, it's difficult, but I think the fact that I was winning really helped. I'm a really competitive guy. I like to win. Um, you know, I don't go into anything to to not win. Um, I don't believe I can win it, then I, I don't really see much point in doing it, especially because of the sacrifice that it takes for me. Obviously, I know some people are different, of course, and that's that's completely fine. And that's just my personal viewpoint on it. And um, I think early days I was winning, and then obviously as I got bigger, uh, moving through the ranks, shall we say, um, and it, it led to more, I guess, uh, notoriety in the industry, shall we say. Uh, it helped me build sure. my brand, build my career. It gave me a pedestal to stand on. Um, but also not to just be defined by that. And I always like to highlight that, that I hopefully I'm not defined just by bodybuilding. Um, yeah. I'd like to think I have a few more strings to my bow than that. But however, I do love bodybuilding. And I love, like I said, what it brings to me and then what I can, what I've taken from that, I can then give to others in terms of my experience, education and knowledge. Yeah, that's awesome. And what a position to be in as a coach. So within all this, where did you start coaching? Was it in the early days or... Were you quite so? Tender? Yeah, no. So I have always been interested in physical education. So obviously, we used to do like PE and stuff back at school, and I was always top set at school, super, you know, keen, the keen guy for sports, playing all the games and stuff, all sports. Yeah. Um, so I've always had a keen interest in sports education. Um, from there, I went to I went to uni when I was nineteen, and I did sport coaching and development there. I actually ended up okay. dropping out in my second year. Because I broke my leg playing rugby, it wasn't like academic or anything like that. Passed it from right. fine, but um, I couldn't literally couldn't get to the lectures. It was a bit of a nightmare, so I ended up dropping out. Um, but within that year, then I did my PT qualification, um, so so I did all that stuff. Um, then I started working for my dad for a little bit, and this was the kind of period of my life I was a little bit lost because I was like 22, mm. 23, and I was like I was working for my dad, and obviously you know, my dad's got a good job and everything else he works in a wood machine where he makes it bespoke doors windows conservatories and stuff like okay that. and uh i was doing it and i was like i know i know i'm built for more i know i've got more to give i i just felt like i was doing it just i was taking the the easy road out because you know dad just getting a job it was easy working for family business i could go and own it one day and i was like i feel like that's a fail safe and i've always got that if i need it so i went back i went back to uni uh, i signed up for a fast track degree so um, rather than three years, I was like, I want to do it too, because I don't want to waste another year, so to speak. So I went back, and they were like, uh, you know, we don't think you should maybe do this. And I was like, fuck you, I'm doing it. <laughs> Excuse my French. But, you know, so I went on, you know, training, let me on this fast track course, I smashed it out, um, and did, uh, um, what did I do? I did strength and conditioning this time around, Celsius, and I passed everything. Did really well, got two ones, so I was really happy with that. I was actually two awesome. seconds got first as well, so I was like, ah. Anyway, um, we moved. So, you know, that, that really helped me build my um, underlying knowledge uh, as a coach. You know, learning about things like um, psychology, biomechanics, anatomy, physiology, you know, all these things, nutrition. Um, so it's not just, I mean, you, for coaching nowadays, you all know there's a gray area, right? There's no, mm -hmm. there's no governing body. There's no one to tell you you need to achieve this to be able to coach people, which I think is kind of like, it's like, how do you govern it really? But then yeah. it's a it's a difficult one. It's a hard one to manage because you've got. And I need to be careful how I say this because I don't I don't want to like upset anyone or put anyone down by what I'm saying because I think sure. obviously a certain level of education is required to be able to advise people on the lifestyle practices practices, um, especially with things like drug protocols and stuff like that. And also there's different some some clients are advanced some are not. Um, but things like that for being you know talking in the real world to be able to advise someone on what they're putting into their body. 
from a food perspective and also from a you know a drug perspective, it's quite a big thing to be advising on. And if you don't really know, or you're just going based off of what you've been told by somebody else, you may not be qualified, shall we say? Um, you know, there's definitely a gray area there. So for me, I'm 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 happy in my own knowledge. I know that I have a, a sure. good level of knowledge to be able to help and advise and, and coach. Um, but also not just coach from a like Terence and Morgan, what to do perspective. I also mean that from a, I'm, a, I'm quite an empath as a person. So I like to think uh, I'm good at understanding people, helping people move through situations. And I think that's a large part of coaching that people can't actually do. And again, yeah. you know, you can be as smart as you want to be, but if you can't use that knowledge and education to be able to implement it with the client and get the client to use those practices then it's kind of like it doesn't really it doesn't really work mm -hmm. that well and then also you've got some some coaches who are so clever but not so good at the kind of um maybe psychology side of things and i think i sit quite nicely in the middle of that you know i have a, sure. a very good level of knowledge um and a good level of being able to deal with people on a people to person uh, level so to speak and that's 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 where i would say my strengths as a coach are. i think it's so important as well when you consider that if you have 99, if you have 100 people coming to do a program with you, every single one of those people is going to have a different reason, a different why that they're there. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to decipher what that is and then how you can help them achieve their end goal by giving yeah. them the tools and your experience and your knowledge in order to guide them there. And there isn't just like a one size tool <clears throat> that you can give, give to everyone. So that's a huge yeah. part of coaching. Mate, 100%. And I think a lot of the time as well, it's, it's managing people through the process, like weak it's one to four. Most people are fine. It's uh, so after that, they start to realize, oh, this, you know, if I really want to get a good physical transformation, I've got to, you know, put some work and I've got to make some sacrifices. And for me as well, obviously, you know, obviously work with competitive clients, also with lifestyle clients as well. Um, and, and it's been able to understand the difference between the, the differing levels of, of people, shall we say, or of athletes, sure. or people, or persons. Um, you know, understanding that some people, They've got families, they've got jobs, they've got, you know, kids, they've got things that need to be a priority over the fitness stuff. Like the bodybuilding yeah. is different. Like we prioritize training nutrition at the very top and then everything else comes beneath that because we're competitive athletes and that is the elite level of what we're doing. Whereas someone who's got family, like his kids are at the top of that. His, his life's sure. at the top of that. So we need to be able to build a program and make it sustainable for him to be able to live a good life. You know, look after his family, make sure his wife's happy, make sure he's going to work, not absolutely smash up his ass. You know, he's got energy to be able to work so he doesn't get fired. Um, yeah. And then below that, then still be able to have a good enough sustainable program for him to be able to get in shape, eat well, feel good, feel confident. Um, so, yes, having the different abilities to be able to, you know, work between those um, those different levels. And do you think that, that that empathetic side of you has always been, that's just come naturally, it's always been very easy for you? <clears throat> Um, no, I'd probably say not. I think it's, okay. it's developed more over the years. I'd say I've always had it. Yes. So yeah, I've always had a level of empathy. Yes. And, and understanding of people for sure. But I, I, I guess, uh, in relation to your question, it's become more, um, apparent how I now utilize it now with coaches and I, I play on it more, not play on it in the sense that I use it, but like, it's always mm. there for me to be able to adapt to people's outcomes or how they're, they're performing a lot of the time it's like self-belief issues and you know um limiting beliefs and things like that and it's been, been me being able to then tell them or make them believe in themselves 
like you know stop comparing yourself to other people that kind of stuff it's like well if you compare yourself to what you've actually achieved let's have a look at that now let's break it down yeah. in the period of time that we've been working together you've done x y and z it's like this is pretty damn good and then i like, oh, okay actually you know this is pretty good and then you know to, and and i think being an open book for people as well and i think over the past couple of years i've been through a few of my own let's say personal um things that have been difficult to deal with myself and i'm kind of like I'd say relatively open with that. Maybe I might not talk like like down depth details on like, you know, Instagram and stuff, but I'm quite open with um, dealing with certain things and stuff because I feel it shows people that we're not robots. You know what I mean? Obviously, sure. when, it, when it comes to bodybuilding, we can be perceived as robots. We go, just, da, 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 just get it done. You know, but, you know, being a human being at the same time, it's important to, to realize that. Um, obviously, we have, well, I know I personally am quite a, an emotional person in terms of like I'm in touch with my emotions, which helps me then be in touch with uh, other people's emotion and not just like be blase and just, you know, let people uh, just crack on with it, mate, type thing. Cause it's not a good response for a lot of people. People are just going to shut down and push you away if, if that's your response to them. So yeah, yeah and it's about, yeah, just understanding people's, um, the way they think is, is important. That, that's, that's, that's my opinion for sure. And do you think that's something that just, the only way you can learn that is just time, time and experience. Just yeah, experience is, I think, the biggest word there, man. I think um, going through things yourself helps you understand how to go through things or how not yeah. to go through things. You know, how you probably look back on things and be like, mm, I wish I didn't react that way. I wish I didn't um, do this because of that. And maybe as we get older, I know I used to be kind of, uh, I used to be a lot more fiery when I was younger. And I'd, re I'd, I'd be reactive in situations rather than, take a step back and think about it what i do now and then react based upon my thought processes rather than what i just instantly see in front of me um yeah. and i think uh, that's definitely helped me a lot um build up my own um yeah build on my own experiences i think and so i guess age experience uh, definitely helped me uh, in terms of my coaching for sure and do you think that's helped not just in your coaching on a personal level with your clients, but also in developing your own business? Because your business now is extremely successful. And has that come with time and just understanding the processes and what's involved in creating a business? Yeah, I think one thing I like to do is not just build people up as, you know, physical specimens. It's like, obviously, yeah. I, would say, I would say, yes, we do that. That's what it says on the tip, right? But... I always like to, and I always talk about the fact that it's so much more than that. It's the, it's just the physical, yes, but it's also the mindset, the mentalities, how we think and feel and perform. It's not just uh, because if you look amazing, but you feel like shit, what is the point? Like that is always my mantra on things. Um, you know, you get these guys coming to me who are like doing crazy stuff, and I'm like, you, but you know, are you happy? You know, and it sounds like a bit of a deep. I don't want to get like too spiritual or anything because I'm not like that. Um, yeah. But it's just the basic premise, the basic thought process, like are you happy in what you're doing? And that's really important. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. In, in relation to question, I think this one's important. And I think like, that's the end goal that I think a lot of people miss is that we're all, our end goal is just to be happy. Whatever it is we're striving for is there is an element of, we want to be happy, whether it's in ourselves or the way we look or validation. And mm. that is, if you can instill that in someone, that's got to be one of the most important parts of your job. A hundred percent. And I think going back to what you said about like, why is my business successful now? I think for me, obviously client retention is, is a very important thing. Also we've got client acquisition, lead generation, all this kind of stuff, but retention is just as important. Like if you look after your clients and they stick around, then 
you know, obviously on the on the business side of things, that's good for you because you've still got your you know your financial side of things covered from those clients. Um, but that's all the stuff in the background, obviously. But you do that happens not because you're like, oh, I need to make the money, I need to keep them because of my money. It happens because your thought process is I need to look after them, I need to make sure they're happy, I need to make sure they're feeling good. Obviously, I need to make sure they're physically progressing because that's essentially what coaching is, as it says on the tin, on the very bare mm. bones of it. Um, but making sure, and I, and I think as a, as a coach, for me, like I'm genuinely passionate and I genuinely care about my client's pro, pro, uh, progress. I have so many other coaches that do as well, and it's, it's amazing to see. But there are, you know, you can see uh, spaces within the industry whereby maybe that isn't such the case or things are more focused on the financial side of things because coaching can be a lucrative job for sure. Uh, and mm. also you see a lot, obviously a lot of people benefiting in that sense from it, right? But I guarantee you, most of those people who are making you know, good money coaching, they're all pretty good at coaching. You know, they get good uh, client transformations. They probably care about their their clients. There'll be there'll be like a blanket set of kind of like things that all these people do that are genuinely good at coaching. I think for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that those people that do kind of focus on the numbers generally they're not going to have anywhere near the type of retention that you do they're going to have a much higher churn of people coming through their service whereas i always think i'd much rather as someone buying a service pay a little bit more to invest into someone who's super passionate like you are you could tell just from listening to you how much you love it um, and then stay with that person for a very long time to help you with your goal do you think retention is like one of the key things in developing your business um a thousand percent like a hundred percent Um, like there, there was a period of like when I was only say starting up, but a few years ago where I let my clients' numbers rise way above what I could personally manage, and my suffered my service suffered because of it. I'm more than happy to talk about this because it's all experience, and I personally learned from it. And my service is now of a level that I'm very um, passionate about. But that was because I let things get away from me in terms of like uh, I should have started charging more. This is like all from business knowledge as well. You know, I should have improved. Yeah. I was learning, I was learning, I was going through a learning process and obviously I had people advising me at the same time as well. Potentially I took some wrong advice, but that's on me at the end of the day, I took the advice. Um, and it was kind of like, I, I had, I've had different mentors over the years and stuff like that. And I remember each one are amazing for their own, it's different, right? But I remember that it was, it was some advice I got at some point, it was just like, it was they were much more focused on the monetary side of things right so sure. went down that kind of route and it wasn't about i found comfortable with there was a point where I, my clients were well well above what i could handle like i said um i was making loads of money but i wasn't happy like i genuinely wasn't happy and there was a point and i tried to prove this there was a point overnight i was just like fuck this i got rid of half of my clients overnight um wow. well because also I had so many clients i also had some Lots of clients who were kind of like tire kickers. They weren't really like fully yeah, invested. Yeah. I literally got rid of half my clients overnight. Next day I woke up and I was like, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Just half my finances as well. And uh, but I was like, do you know what? Like, But the thing is, as much as that was kind of a bit scary, I felt so much better because I was like, right, now let's rebuild. Let's, let's yeah. change the business structure here. Right, I'm going to improve the service. I'm going to lower the amount of people that uh, I'm taking on and I'm going to charge more for it because the service is going to be better than I'm going to be spending more time with the client. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I always have a bit of a laugh when I talk about this because I think a lot of people will have been through similar similar things, right? And this is a good few years sure. ago now and it's something that I've learned from 
And I actually even talk, I actually even mention this to clients when I'm on consult calls with them before, or sales call, or discovery call, whatever you want to call it, before yeah. you come on, because I like to highlight the fact that that's, you know, where I've been before, um, this is where sure. we're at now, and, you know, I, I've learned the differences between the two. And I, and I think it's very important for coaches nowadays to learn the difference between making money and offering a good service. Like, yeah. you, you have to offer the good service first, and then the, the, the money will come. It can't be the thought process of, I need to make money first, because you'll start doing it wrong. You'll start cutting corners and rushing things. That must have been so stressful for you. When you got to that point of like, fuck it, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. what? I can't even imagine what was going through your head at that point. You must have just fallen well, out of love with it. Well, the thing is, mate, I, looking back on it now, I would have done it so differently because I think I had like a hundred and, it was a lot, it was a lot of clients, right? Especially yeah. the way I was doing things at the time. It wasn't just streamlined as what we have on, on Kahunas and whatnot, right? So it was taking me a little bit longer for, to get shit done. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a difficult time. And, it, but also the, the thought of, what I had to do each week, I was like, oh God, it got to the yeah. point where I was like, it, was, it wasn't, I was getting anxious about the work. Whereas now I love my work. I've got enough time in the day to, to deal with the clients that I have and to give them a good service. Whereas back then I was like, or, or for example, yeah. if something came up, I had to like go and spend half the day doing something else. I was like, oh God, well, how am I going to catch up here? So yeah, it was, it was definitely a stressful time. And I, I got into coaching because I love coaching because I love helping sure. people. But you know, we all end up, You've got to learn from doing things wrong to be able to learn how to do things right. So yeah, that's for sure. That's the only way we can grow in anything is just either learning from someone else's mistakes or learning from our, our own mistakes. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I learned from enough of, enough of other people's and I learned enough of my own. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, it's it's a good way to learn, man, because you're like, oh shit, that didn't work. I thought I thought that would work, and even against yeah, other yeah. people's advice before, I've been like, oh, I think this will work. I'll try this. And it doesn't work. You're like, cool. I'll take the hit and move on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Um, so if you could go back to yourself starting out in coaching, what would be kind of like the number one piece of advice you'd give yourself starting out on your coaching journey? Um, for me, it would be about building an authentic audience based upon you, your own beliefs, your own education, your own experience, and then coming up with a marketing approach and strategy that is uh that mirrors that that isn't copying anyone else or isn't fake uh easier said than done because a lot it's very easy for people nowadays to go out there and just copy other people's content um and at the end of the day you need you do need to have a certain level of content that may cross over paths with where the people are thinking but i think just being real and true and honest and open in yourself is the is the most important thing for me i feel like i base my brand on integrity on mm. the things that i do my beliefs you know if I'll, I'll happily openly say if i don't agree with something and if people don't agree with that i'm like cool that's fine like we're it's the beauty of human opinion right yeah. <laughs> um, but you know i like to think i'm pretty well balanced in my approach to life um i'm very understanding i'm like i said I'm an empath um but yeah i think uh, concentrate on you don't concentrate on anyone else. And this is a big mistake I see a lot of guys doing nowadays. Like, what's such and such are doing? What's, everyone's at different uh, levels of their career, of their bodybuilding career, or, or whatever it is that you're doing, right? Maybe it could be fitness. Mm. Um, just focus on you, what you're doing, uh, and try and try and map out a bit of a plan of where you're at. Um, this is one thing, because what I always used to do, especially at the start, was kind of just 
just crack on, right? I wouldn't really have a plan. I wouldn't really have like a goal of where I want to get. Uh, and I've actually got this written right here. I would say, you will never exceed your greatest expectations. And that is my kind of favorite kind of go-to quote. And I really like that one because it's like, if you don't think about things or where you want to get to, you're probably never really going to get there. And you know, some people will, but if you have an idea of you want to get here, you're more than likely going to have an action, you know, a set of action steps to get there. You're probably going to, mm. even if you don't get there, you're going to get pretty damn close to it, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, just set your, set your goals high, try and set clear action steps of how you want to get there. And when I say goals, I mean, like, be specific. How many clients do you want? What do you want to charge? Like, do you want coaches working for you? How do you want to build your business? And one other thing yeah. as well, I know I've given more than one piece of advice here, but is that's good look, yeah look, look to people that have done this shit before you and don't be afraid to ask for help like for me i didn't reach out for quite a long time and when i did my business went boom like that and i was like oh okay i should have done yeah. this before but i always thought because back then i wasn't making a lot of money and i was charging not not a lot and it was hard to kind of break break that mold of living month to month and i was like oh how can i afford x amount of thousand pounds to this guy who's going to help me out what if it doesn't work that was my mindset back then of how many years ago that was a little bit closed off and it wasn't until i kind of opened my mind a bit and started you know thinking more expansively in, in a growth mindset approach that i started to ask for help reach out to other people and yeah this costs you money right you've got to pay for other people's time obviously if you don't people to pay for your time you can't pay for other people's time but some of the advices and the things that they're going to give you they're going to help you grow exponentially improve your service become a better coach and and of course increase your um your monthly turnover as well so and and then on, and then on the back end of that it's going to help you people see you for who you are in terms of being a good coach and that's 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 the, the best way that you can grow your business is be to be being to, sorry to be being seen good at doing what you do so just yeah. just keep improving all the time one foot in front of the other i think that was perfect it's very well articulated and concise i think that's really useful information for people um so final question final question for you if mm -hmm. tomorrow if tomorrow you woke up and you've lost all your email contacts you've lost instagram you're kicked off you're kicked off facebook what would you do tomorrow to start all over again do you want to know something funny go on i think i'm currently kicked off of instagram <laughs> are you yeah yeah this so i've been yeah here we go live live feed no no not at all. i mean it's uh it's not not a lie it's uh it's been a stressful few weeks i've been off um hoping to get it back within the next few days i would hope um i've had to i don't i don't really know how much i can say about it really but i'm you know, working with a couple of people who are we're linked with meta who are trying to get it back for okay. me because going through the normal approaches of getting your instagram back is just it just doesn't work as, as i'm sure yeah. you've probably seen it happen to quite a few people over the time you know obviously you know, it happened with charlie and charlie and uh yeah. we had what nearly half a million over half a million followers and also that must have been incredibly stressful for him and i always used to think shit what would happen if if that happened to me uh and i'm not gonna lie stated you know it's been it's not been ideal at all so what i have done is i've been creating some content so obviously i've had some more time to create content ready for when I hopefully get it back. However, if God forbid I didn't get it back, um, I've also got another coaching page as well, which obviously I'm just going to have to start building up from there. Um, but this is going to give me a big, big lesson because 
what I'm going to do is continue building that page. When I get my one back, I'm going to continue mm. building that, so I have two. Uh, I'm going to keep working on building my email list, which is quite good anyway. Um, but I want to keep building that with like lead magnets and things like that. So this is something I would say for people to look into um, because you never think it's going to happen to you until it does. And I'll be completely honest with you. Like it's been a stressful nearly a month that I've been offline now. I have people messaging me left, right and center on uh, um, Instagram, WhatsApp. Sorry, being like, where are you, bro? Not seen you on uh, on Instagram for a while. And I'm like, oh, it's nice that people care, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. to reach out for me. But yeah, to have it kind of go down, um, it was a bit of a nightmare. So it was actually, um, what, yeah, nearly four weeks ago now. So, um, but actually, I'm you know, working with uh, an agent now who is pretty confident I should have it back very soon. But again, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, and you're right, it's one of those things that nobody ever thinks is going to happen to them. No. And I think probably one of the worst aspects of it is you have no control. There's not like some guy you can call up and say, oh, can you just review my account quickly? Like, here's whatever you need from yeah. me to get it live. Honestly, it's, just, so it's, it's very difficult. It's, ter- it's terrible. You fill out a form. I filled out multiple forms, to be honest. And it says, we'll get back to you. Cool. Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is as well, I think there should be a better way of doing it because obviously mine's a business account. Uh, I even did one where I had to send off my um, incorporation as a business from company's house over to them. I sent off a tax certificate. I sent off uh, ID, all this kind of stuff, but still, you know, not heard anything back. So, it's um it's like do they not realize this is people's businesses and livelihoods so it's it's very stressful but what i, I would suggest 100 percent guys always have like some kind of backup account that, that you can grow on the side whether it's a transformation account or whatever um work on an email list as well i mean at the end of the day it's gonna be difficult because an email list is gonna be good it's never gonna replace instagram because you, you know it's just a completely different type of marketing however if you haven't got it you know, you may as well get it, you know, because it can yeah. at least help you in the interim period of when you don't have it, for example. You, know, you can potentially run out an offer or whatever it is. And, you know, it's just diff- different ideas. But yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a, li- a live uh, live broadcast on my Instagram going down. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm so sorry. I hope you get it sorted. Oh, yeah, no, I will, I will be on every day that goes past is another day that I'm not on my main feed, shall we say. But yeah. We move. <laughs> well, hopefully, it comes back. <laughs> um, I had no idea what happened there. I got, I got kicked. Oh. He's back. <laughs> kicked out. Kicked, <laughs> kicked out my own stream. <laughs> I was like, I'm running the show now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably because we were talking about Instagram shutting you down. Oh, yeah. Now that he goes. They're, 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 they're trying to cancel me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cancel um, everything. <laughs> so for anyone that wants to find out more about you, where can they currently go to get in touch with you? So my Instagram is, no, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, my actual Instagram is at Joe Barnes of Fitness. So, you know, potentially by the time that you guys watch this, it might be back online. So I'll put that out there. Um, I've also got my coaching page, which is at the New Breed Coaching. Um, so you should be able to get on there. And also you'll be getting new, new content and whatnot on there. And that, to be honest, those are probably the main places to get me, to be fair. So um, you go, go check those out. And um, uh, I'm always very open with like if anyone has any questions or anything, it doesn't even have to be to do with coaching, it could be just 
anything whatever um reach out i always put my thing out there as well for talking about like you know mental health and stuff like that especially with guys and bodybuilding i think there's definitely a bit of a, a stigma there so i would say if anyone's ever going through anything or struggling with anything again feel free to reach out to me and i was you know, regularly chat with a few guys on there like voice notes and whatnot and, and and try and help people out where i can so if anyone's going for anything feel free to to reach out and hopefully my instagram will be online soon for me to be able to help out in that in that respect that's awesome man that's really like incredible that you do that Mm. it's uh i think like it's just one of the things in it it's if you don't kind of sometimes you know just put posts out every now and again like if anyone's you know you just see a few people doing it from time to time but a lot a lot of the time especially with guys who are like you know bodybuilders alpha males all that kind of stuff and it's as much as it's a stigma and people say you know just chill out it's like if somebody's thinking that way they're thinking that way you can't just change the way they think right so i was to say that you can you can reach out to me and not anonymously but word is a confidential issue should we say sure um you know you know obviously nothing's going to go anywhere and just it's nice for people to, to talk about things so far so sometimes and one thing i was i think i'm good at um and this is again through through meeting some people that i've met this year and helped me with my own thinking is is a matter of perception and i think perception yeah. is, is is a very strong word like how we perceive certain situations things people you know whatever it may be um is so so important sometimes if somebody says one thing to you it can change your perception on something entirely and i think being able to have those conversations with people is important um so yeah anyway well, that's a whole nother whole nother podcast probably <laughs> yeah it is because I, I i really resonate with what you're saying because i've met a lot of people or got friends that are at such a high level that mm. they sometimes get anxious they have like uh, just issues in general where they'll get upset and then they'll be upset the fact they're upset because yeah. they're at such a high level they're so successful yeah. they're everything else so now they feel guilty for being having some yeah. sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they end up on this spiral and it's it's really difficult and the best thing you can really do is just talk about it a hundred percent like uh, you know i i went through like a tough breakup in 2020 in 2020 and it was the first time i'd ever been in that type of situation i found it very difficult to deal with um mm. and i would say I, that that was the first time in my life that i've been like legit like depressed and i went for counseling and all this kind of stuff and again i'm super open with talking about it because i know it can help other people um yeah. and then it just I, I took so much value in it but it was a time where i was like i shouldn't i shouldn't feel like this you know um mm. I'm me, I do what I do, I'm, you know, I'm a bodybuilder, I'm a, you know, I'm a man, I shouldn't I struggle with my feelings, all these kind of things, and, you know, I'm talking very, like, bluntly then, those weren't specifically yeah, my yeah. thoughts, but I'm talking bluntly because I know a lot of guys will have similar thoughts like that, but it wasn't until I started talking to people, you know, with counseling, speaking to people openly about, about it, that I really felt more comfortable talking more, and then it just generally helps because it takes things out of your head. And like you know problem shared is a problem half type thing um and that, that really really helped 100 so definitely speaking out about things and i know we're kind of talking more mental health now compared to bodybuilding and stuff but it's uh they definitely go hand in hand for sure so you know yeah. definitely speaking out if you if you're struggling with anything it is very important indeed yeah agreed awesome yeah. thank you so much Joe. i really appreciate all your time today yeah, absolute pleasure man. i really enjoyed that it was a good chat